This is your host, Pete Moore, and I am pleased and humbled to announce the launch of my one and only book, Time to Win Again, 52 Takeaways from Playing and Watching Team Sports to Ensure Your Business Success. Those of you who know me personally and anyone who listens to Halo Talks for any length of time know that I am an avid sports fan and a big believer in the value of team sports. What I've seen over the past 25 years helping businesses grow, raising capital, being an entrepreneur myself, and coaching and mentoring executives in the sector, it's the lessons learned on the field perfectly apply to business. Entrepreneurs, executives, managers, you name it. Every company that's a strong company has got a good team. It's a quick read. There's awesome illustrations in there from our good friend, Mark, at Cruelty Freak Cartoons. If you go to IntegritySQ.com, enter your email address, and we will send you information on the book and the Entrepreneur's Survival Kit as well. Be great. Take names. Go Halo. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having... The energy, the excitement, the effort. Calvin and Brian coming in from Step Brothers. Excited to hear how they're doing. We got them both coming out of COVID. Strongest recovery of all time. Welcome to the show. What's going on, Pete? Thanks for having us. Excellent, you, excellent. So, Calvin, why don't you start off? Give us a little bit of the background here on how you guys are related, how you guys grew up, and why you're still working together. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, same mom, different dad. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Just the other day, just the other day, we we hopped on the ferry together after we got done teaching a class. And obviously, Step Brothers is the name, whatever. And then we're getting ready to hop on the ferry. And he looks at us. He's like, are you guys brothers? And we just kind of looked at each other like, this this thing is meant to be, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But no, Brian and I, we go way back. So we're, we're both from upstate New York. We work together in the same gym. Uh, back in 2014, we had a mutual friend who recruited us both. Uh, Brian had already been there, and I just came back from living in New York City my first time, and we just hit it off. Same personalities, both Geminis. Uh, mm-hmm. People realized that we had the same sense of humor, and from there, it really just it started to grow. A lot of the females in the gym noticed that Brian and I had a rather um, unique set of glutes, so we said, fuck it, and we measured them one day. And on top of everything else that we have in common, come to find out, we both had 44-inch glutes. I mean, talk about that as far as the yeah. fitness industry is concerned. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't mean, know if they you- track that on Ancestry.com or not, but that's a little bit weird, dude. It's not hey, like what's your wingspan, you know? To have a what's your glutes? I don't know what is. <laughs> you wait. You and you and Dave, you guys never measured your glutes before? No. I mean, we will today. I mean, I got I got to go to the Home Depot and see if I can get one of those big ones that they I use for like, the football day. field or something. Dude, I'm telling you, it's a game changer. It's a game Sounds changer. Sounds like it. I, I like to have other people around when I do it, though. You know? Right, right. Well, if you need Brian and I to be there to show you guys how it works, I mean, we're more than happy to lend a hand. I would but, rather uh, I'd rather do a podcast first, see how this goes, and then we'll take the, the glute hangout next, you know? Well, in 27 minutes, we'll see what this is all about, and if we pass right. the test, then we'll be over in about 45. Exactly. How about that? Morning to all. This this podcast may end at any time. <laughs> Abruptly. Abruptly. Abruptly without warning. 
Yeah. So I mean, yeah. You take maybe take the glue thing out of it, and I'll keep it in. But yeah, we're keeping it in. We're going straight. No matter what happens, there's no okay. edits to this. I'm guaranteed. So, Good. so, so, Brian, what were you doing at the time? How'd you get to the city? And uh, you know, give us a little bit of the the chronology here. Yes, I mean it was 2013 when me and Cal first came together, and we trained through that next year. 2014. And then I made the decision to come down to New York city, uh, January, 2015 trained at Equinox right on park Ave for three, three, uh, three and a half years, actually almost four years. So that's where I really got my start and started meeting people and, you know, making a name for myself. And, you know, by that time, you know, I was ready to go privately, did the private business, which I'm currently in right now. And then by that time, Cal was back in the city for at least, you know, three or four years. And that's really what we were, were ready to set out to do. Eventually, it was like bound to happen where we wanted to come together and, and you know do this thing together. So. so before we move on, I'm an avid soccer goalie, now retired. So you have on your LinkedIn, which yes, is awesome, man. that you're a summer camp uh, soccer uh, counselor. Um, yeah. I got to bring that up. Let's talk about soccer for at least 60 to 90 seconds. Yeah, at least. Yeah, so that's the thing. A lot of people don't think at all that I'm a soccer player, but that was my sport growing up. A lot of people think I was a wrestler or a football player just because I got, you know, 18-inch biceps, not going to brag or anything. But soccer was really what, like, made me an athlete. And I, you know, I, I did well. I was I was a mid-back. I, I loved to play defense. And sweeper, I was, I was sweeper or stopper? Stopper, stopper. Uh, dude, I was, I was a goalie, man, so you were, like, my best friend. Yeah, I need exactly. but when I yell keeper, I bro, I got it. I don't care how big your biceps are. I can use my hands. Exactly. You can use your actual hands. Yeah. But, That's why know, I started I playing goalie because I'm like, hold on, no one else I use my hands. It seems like pretty big benefit. And I don't have to run. And I was eating a lot of exactly. sugar. Exactly. Yeah. You're the only awesome. one. So thanks your- to guys like you. Yeah, man. I, I, I was always the goalie's best friend. Yeah, always yeah, the goalie's exactly. best friend. So how did that, you know, you know, getting in and you know, we, we wrote this book, Dave and I, and, and this, uh, my caricatures time to win again. We talk about team sports and taking all of the traits of running a, a winning team and, and infusing that into a business, you know, now you're doing it with your stepbrother. What do you think some of the key takeaways from being the stopper and, you know, the last line of defense, except for me, you know, and, and you know, making sure the team doesn't lose and then let it, let other people win. How do you kind of think through that as an analogy? I mean, honestly, my position as a stopper on the soccer field, uh, is probably the most firm analogy for how I am in a business world because it, it is more predominantly a defensive position, but when given the opportunity, you take the offense. So uh, for me, like I'm always very good and was on the field, very good at being able to uh, hesitate other people's movements and I could stick, I could get the ball from anybody. So it's almost one of those things where, you know, I can see the field and I can understand the movements and hesitate. And when it's time for me to take that next step over the line and go to the goal, that's what I do best. So I think really that is, you know, funny enough, probably the best analogy for how I operate as a business person and in general. Yeah. And, and Calvin, when you were, uh, when you were going through high school, you know, what, what were your, you know, I've seen some of your Instagram, so I'm not going to, you know, comment on, on some of your posts, but you know, and there's a little kid carrying a kettlebell. It looked like he's on some train tracks, a little bit weird, but you know, what give us your kind of, and you know what I'm, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It, it's yeah, a weird yeah, it's photo, deep, with a weird angle. It looks like wooden train tracks. 
We're going to post that in the show notes. Calvin, what's, give us your background on, on sports and fitness. Uh, shoot. Yeah, I was, a, I was a two-way athlete all throughout, since being a kid, all throughout high school. Uh, I played basketball. I played AU basketball. And I also played football. Uh, when I was a junior, my, my team, we won a state championship. We were one of the best teams in New York State at the time. And essentially, I, I converted over into the fitness industry because I had a pretty extensive uh, career with fitness modeling. And I was going pretty hard at it um, for about a year and a half, two years. And then it was just it was time to opt out of the modeling industry. Um, mm-hmm. Just wasn't for me. A lot of a lot of nonsense going on. But I still love fitness. I just always had that that passion, that drive for sports. And I knew that I was no longer going to be competing at that level. So I was like damn, like, how can I still give that intensity? How can I still be on that scene? And my first way of doing so was when I got into training, when I got into coaching and I got to really be hands-on and essentially be like the strength and conditioning coach for my local high school. So I dealt with all like student Mm -hmm. athletes. I prepped them all to get ready for whatever their respective sports were and colleges that they were going to. So I kind of just took that passion from basketball and football all through our childhood and just converted it into being able to coach and just give it back to the youth. So that's amazing. You know, we, um, just, just as an aside and something you guys should know about, we invested in, in a company called the athlete book.com, which is basically like an indeed.com for D one D two D three athletes to get into the halo sector, you know, health and fitness, because mm-hmm. there's no reason why a guy who's playing division one football right now should go and take, you know, a corporate job at, an accounting firm or, you know, um, you know, enterprise rental car, um, right. when they can go and strap on an orange theory shirt and basically just continue their team, you know, workouts and like help other people and infuse that same intensity and into like the general public, it should be almost like a, like a priority. Yeah. Say, give me the best, like 10,000 NCAA athletes that are graduating and let's get them into the fitness industry. And if they don't yeah. get in for whatever reason, then go get a corporate job and, you know, right. wear a suit. But like, I'm sure it's one of the benefits. I that's, mean, Brian, you know, what, what do you give us your point of view? On well, that? that's, that's like the, that's like the, the con body model, but for people that haven't, you know, committed aggravated exactly. assault, but you know, right. it's a smart thing. It's a really good thing for people yeah. to do. If that's already their skill set. it's already their skill set. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's why send somebody right into a, corporate job if like because then you see with a lot of these type of people that go from being like this you know high level athlete to go straight to corporate job you also see these big dips in motivation and then you see the dips in habits and these people like they don't know how to assimilate without that you know constant uh uh, whether it be like this constant you know progress towards fitness or or athletics then they have this 180 and they don't know how to assimilate. And then they go through this period of time where they're either like gaining weight, depressed, or just like, don't have that same uh, vigor. So like, that's why it can be so beneficial to, you know, put them right into these programs. Yeah. Yeah. So now you guys are, you're running live fitness classes. You kind of spun out and and this is your, your full-time thing. You're not, you know, training at, you know, any other clubs anymore. Um, And you're doing a lot of online, you know, I saw the announcement on, uh, obey so what you know give give us a little commentary on what is the business right now and you know what are the top two things people should be thinking about when they think about the business yeah i mean in in terms of uh, the partnership with obey which you know we've been again like steadily working towards that type of opportunity but not necessarily always thought of that as 
something that we would hit. But, um, you know, from, from the beginning, when we first had our initial product was the extended family program over COVID, uh, the, the quarantine, we ended up making a service for people, you know, just where we could meet with them once a week on zoom and gave them a program to work out to, uh, kept in touch with them, gave them goals or helped them understand how to set goals. Um, and that was what we first did after we were making like content just together upstate. And we're like, okay, let's get an idea for how we can really serve the people. So then this is our service. And we kept it over time until we were ready to, uh, get back in person and train. And then, um, we, we also developed the train SB app, which was more of like, again, that was just like streamlining the process. And like, we, we held all the videos that we had, uh, in the programs in a, like a playbook style, uh, format where you could just sign into your, um, you could just sign right into your, uh, portal and everything would be customized for you. So it was less backend work for us. And then now that we have this next phase of in-person where we got classes running again, we ended up linking up with obey, which is like a perfect opportunity to just get it back onto people's screens with again, less work, uh, on our end to be able to like, you know, get ourselves out there, get exposure because over time, it's like from the beginning, we were doing the most backend work and just creating it all ourselves. And then we got some help and we just started streamlining it. And now we're fully streamlined into this full production studio where we just go in and do our thing and we can get exposure for what we're doing on the ground. So that's been nice. Yeah. Calvin, how, I mean, when you were um, working on this part of the business and I, I want to get in, I want to get deep into like your guys psychology. Cause I think fitness companies need to understand your psychology that you don't want to, you don't want to care. I don't want, I don't want to hear about what the latest Apple update is and how I got to modify the code or what I have to do on the technology side. Like I'm a content creator and that is my lane. And I got a lot of lane and mm-hmm. you know, what's underneath the, the workings of that. Somebody else has got to do it and I'll pay for it. But I'm, I'm not getting into the weeds on that. So, Calvin, how did you think about, like, hey, I'm not going to become a technology company or, like, we got two people here. Which one of us is going to figure this out? And maybe he's like, either of us. Yeah. No, I mean, that's <laughs> definitely a conversation that we had during COVID uh, that we had when we came back and that we still have to this day just because it, it becomes exhausting. And our biggest thing is, like, in the beginning, and Brian can attest to this, like, Everyone's in front of their computers and in front of their phones during quarantine. That's all we had. So like at the time for him and I to match that with work and just like promoting and being on there and emailing and doing all that stuff, it was fine because none of us had a choice. None of us could step outside and that's what everyone was doing. And that was the way that we were to recruit the members that we had at the time. But who we are as people and as coaches, the way that we connect and really build our brand is when we get in front of people. Sure. The moment that we got back to New York and the moment that we were able to be face-to-face with people and shit was safe, that's when we saw us really start to go up another level. And Mm -hmm. we go back and forth with responsibilities and that's the best thing about a partnership. And him and I are still learning as we go, but we've always known that like one another is going to be accountable. And I think that's the best Mm -hmm. shit about what we have going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So just like, even now, like him and I will go back and forth as far as social media is concerned. And like, we've already began to kind of like have people help us out with certain things. Cause now we just, we just don't need to do that part of the business. Like you said, sure. like 
our strengths are being in front of people and coaching and making sure that we're getting the best out of our members. And as far as like the other aspect is concerned, like there's people that do that. So it's just, yeah, I think, I mean, we switched yeah. it up and now it's, now it's definitely, definitely grown. I want to take a minute and tell our audience about two awesome workout recovery products I've been using for the last 18 months from higherdose.com leader in infrared technology for athletes like all of us are. We're an investor in the company. That's not why I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because it works. You got an infrared sauna blanket. I hop in there. I'll listen to some podcasts, burn 800 calories, get a mad detox and a PEMF, which is a pulsed electromagnetic field crystal mat that I lay on and I recalibrate my cells to the normalized level of the earth. If you got somebody you like and you're looking for a pretty awesome gift, they will love it. You could use this code HALO75, get $75 off and you will not be disappointed. Hiredose.com, promo code HALO75. And now let's get back to our regularly scheduled program. Somebody said to me the other day, I don't remember who it was, but we'll give him street cred, Un- anonymous. <laughs> Somebody said to me, um, I don't work in my business right now. I work on my business. And they're like, yeah. I got people that are running it and I'm driving it. And if I can drive it, then they can go faster. You know what I mean? So, so when you think about some of these health club operators that are trying to retain, let's not, let's just make this on your view of like your psychology as, as a, you know, celebrity trainers and, and, and coaches, you know, how do bricks and mortar companies, you know, like whether it's a, a crunch or an equinox or New York sports clubs or LA fitness, let me name enough of them not to be specific. How do they get guys that are, up and comers to say, look, I want to work in, in this business with you. I'm not going to go and run off and do my own thing. I'm not ready to do that, but um, there's certain things I need, you know, I need, I need you to promote me. I need you to, it's gotta be my Instagram. It can't be your Instagram. How do you, how do, how would you advise if you said, I got a consulting business now managing talent like you are, how would you talk to those people and say, this is how you got to treat your trainers. If you want to keep them. That's always a, that's the golden question. And of course it always depends on a well, you know, well-derived incentive structure, but like, especially now because of the ability to get yourself out there and have people like you for whatever it may be, or look, your personality, just because of Instagram and maybe buy your service. Uh, it's really important for like gym owners or whoever to like really just allow the the coach to like be their own you know person and have their own thing and just kind of give them give them the resources and give them also you know have them understand their responsibilities that they have uh in terms of you know dealing with clientele and just making the client happy and having a system in place to where you have a new coach come in whether it's okay in a traditional sense where someone comes in training under you, you probably have the network to get this person, the client you own the gym. Okay. So obviously you're going to take a percentage of that client that you just gave this person. And that's, you know, usually how it'll happen. But again, it's, it's in fitness, your personality is 
the main digits. It's what separates you from anyone else. Cause anyone yeah. can give you a workout program, but there's something that, uh, you know, no one can ever take away from, uh, either Calvin or I, and that's our personalities. And that's the thing that's non, uh, replaceable. Mm-hmm. So like, it's important to be that motivator and to be, you know, um, you know, the most that you can be for these clients, uh, and to have, you know, managers or gym owners, you know, instill that into their coaches. Gotcha. So Calvin, back to you for a second, adjacent question. If I'm in the studio, I can't get my instructors back. They've already left. They got their, you know, booming Instagram or, you know, maybe some fee services set up. Should one of the ideas, would it be to like have somebody change their mentality and say, you know what? I'm like the, I'm like a little mini Madison square garden and I got 4,000 square feet. And I'm going to go to guys like you and say, Hey, do you want to, you want to take over my studio? And I'll have like a, like a rotating banner and I'll be like Madison square garden. You guys show up here like three days a week. You know, we'll get somebody else show up here three days a week, like the Knicks and the, and the Rangers. Should I be, should I be thinking of myself as like, maybe I'm a live event space. Like what, what, how would you react to that? I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Right. Because MSG is, is known as the Mecca for multiple reasons for, from everything from sports to concerts to, to everything. It's not just one lane. So like if you're someone who has the space and the space is fantastic, but the only thing that you lack is the ability to bring people in, then yeah, like go find the talent that need a home, especially in a time like now where independent trainers and people who are really thriving on their own, like there's really no one spot for people to kind of like consider it their home and to bring their, their communities too. So I feel like that makes the most sense. And then now you're just known for being open and allowing all these different talents to come in and you don't have a particular bias as to who, who goes through your door. You're looking right. at some, you know what I mean? And now you're accessible yeah. to all. I mean, at the end of the day, right? That's that's all you're worried about. You're worried about numbers and you want to establish a community. So if you have the space, then allow those people to come through and, and, and provide that service. So, you know, if you think about bars and you think about, you know, all like, you know, when I, when I was living in New York City, I was going out, just pause there for a second as if I stopped going out. Right. So when I used to go out like three weeks ago, when I stopped now, so, you know, you think about like every artist, like, or a comedian, right. A, a comedian goes to like five different comedy clubs a night in New York city. Right. And a, a band will come in and they'll go to Irving place. You know, they'll go to Webster hall. This might be all like circa 1996, by the way, I have might be closed right now. Right. No, we've um, been, come on. We've been to Webster hall. Yeah. But it, is that place still open or is it now like a, like it a real condo? It reopens. Oh, we uh, shut yeah. it down. Brian and I meet, shut it down. I'll meet you there on Friday. I'm just kidding. You know, Brian, back to you. Like, is, it, is there like going to be like this cosmic change of, and do you think of yourself? Cause kind of like, Hey, I'm an artist. I'm a rock star and I'm going to play or I'm going to go do a fitness class wherever I want, whenever I want, whether it's public or private, like just give me 3000 square feet. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. If, like as a, if you have a brick and mortar and if you don't clearly and strongly establish, uh, you know, what your brand is or what you provide, then it's going to be really hard to make money or be strong. Like, because it's the talent is everything. Now you better have a place, have a clean place, create a great environment and let people know what your place is or what the brand is. Cause if you don't get that down, then you're going to be in a turmoil in turmoil because like, Again, it's like the whole thing with gatekeepers. Like people don't need gatekeepers as much. Like if you own a space in the city and if, if you're not like uh, have a system where you're in full control of like, 
who's coming in and who your trainers are and the other streams of revenue that mm-hmm. the brand generates. Right. And you were just like expecting people to come in and like, all right, if people come in, cool. Like it's going to be a hard time to be successful in my mind. I mean, I think the reason why these conversations are are necessary is because there's going to be people listening and they're going to forward it to somebody basically telling people what to do right now. This is my call to action. If you know someone that owns a bar or a restaurant has 3000 square feet or has a fitness studio, that's failing. Tell them to go on Instagram, find somebody with a five or 10 mile radius who's doing virtual workouts and yeah. bring them into your club as a yeah. celebrity artist, just like you would do in like South Jersey, get somebody to play a, a, a guitar so you can yeah. sell beer, right? Like just think, like change this around and say, I don't Seriously. need to go employ the talent. I need to go and host the talent. Exactly. Exactly. You, you need to be host. There's this kid, Steve will do it. There, this kid is like 23 years old. I watch their shit all the time. There's this kid. His name is Steve. Will do it on YouTube. But was Will? Is he, that his last name or Steve? His first name Will. He, do that's it. just what he calls himself oh, because okay, okay. He, he became popular by like chugging it. like 24 Coronas in under a minute. So let's just say talking about a bar. Has he got a this catheter? Kid, this kid. Oh yeah, yes. But this kid is like now known for being this party animal so wow. hey contact this dude to come to your bar and then once people know that he's there he's a pro drinker i want to drink oh where the God. pro drinker is it's almost it's like crazy. people don't want to they don't want to give a little bit to grow anymore you know what i'm saying like it's always like now everything needs to be like i have this establishment it's you no know, it's sexy it's this it's that three hundred dollar like no like people are more important the art of like still like giving away free sessions i mean brian and i I'm 32 years old. I, I still make sure that I give a free personal training session to a client for the first time. Why not? It's an hour of my time, but I know it'll take me a further way. Right. Like people don't do that shit anymore. You know, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So, so what are the, some of the things? So, so we got the obey online, you know, that, that you guys are, you know, taking this to another level. After we get that kid with the kettlebell off the train tracks, that yeah, will be all <laughs> safe. No PC issues. I gotta find. He's talking about the, the kid on the pier. It looks yeah, like the kid on the pier with the kettlebell, man. I started looking at oh, that. that. Like it looks like he's on a wood train track. Oh, that's your boy. Brian took that picture. Come on, buddy. Two more sets. Just two, two more. more sets, little guy. We'll get you off the tracks. Train's we not that close. Young, not that we close. You didn't hear a horn yet. It's a hundred feet away. The bridge is not shaking, boy. Finish up your workout. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting way to get people to do maybe a boot camp on a uh, on a bridge over troubled waters. Yes, you know, with an oncoming train. You know, I, you know, finish, finish, you know, finish this workout. It's a new fear factor. It's like this is like the the Step Brothers Squid sequel. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Make it entertaining. This, Bro, this I totally lost my train of thought. What was I even talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. So my point was, yeah. So the point was, you know, we got we got things going on online. What's going on on the on the bricks and mortar side? Or what do you want to be doing on a daily basis? You know, because as Calvin mentioned, I gotta get it in front of somebody in person, and that's my thing. Our thing. I mean, it's uh right now, it's the class. I mean. Our classes we're doing now three a week. Uh, we both have our single class during the week, and then we do Step Brothers Saturdays, which is where we get uh, all of us together and we do uh, a bigger class. But that's the thing we've been lucky to be able to do. We're very fortunate that we have these locations that we can go and bring all of these people to. Usually, it's that's the personal training side where you can bring one person to this spot that you can train at. But 
we've kind of been able to get in this position where we're able to bring big classes with yeah. our brands, like into these gyms that we collaborate with, whether it brings more exposure to the gym. Cause we have so many people coming through, like uh, our stepbrother's name has just been able to attract people to these places. So like, that's very valuable. That's awesome. So guys in closing here, you know, we always like to collect as many quotes as we can from guys like yourselves to keep things going and, and have other people motivated. So Calvin, what's one of the quotes you go to? I'm going to have to go to the GOAT, my favorite, uh, Denzel Washington. And my mother, my mother put me onto this. She used to tell me this one. And he said, do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. So those early mornings at 4.30 a.m. when Brian texts me, says we have X, Y, and Z to complete today, and I really want to tell him to go fuck off. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I hear you, man. You know what? It's okay, because we're doing exactly what we have to do. We're putting in the hours. We're, we're not making excuses. We're doing exactly what's necessary now. But I'm telling you, in five, 10 years, we're going to be doing what we want to do, and we're going to have all the time to our hands, and that's what's most, most important, is make sure that we have time and we dictate <clears throat> our time. So... Shout yeah. out to Denzel. He's got a lot of great fucking Shout out movies. to Denzel. And I think what he also great means is like, this is what I, I got to do, and I'm going to do it as if I want to do it. And, I, and I'm like, this role I'm playing, I'm just, I'm in it, like 100%. 100%. You know? yeah. Got 100%. Got to give it 100%. Yeah. Brian, you got it. You got one to, uh, to, to, to add on to that? Yeah. So my, my go-to, my motto is always mise en place. And that is, it's really just a saying in culinary terms, the French culinary term. Uh, and I first heard it when I used to just be like a line cook working a shitty job when I was like 18, but it just means everything in place. And in a culinary sense, it's about always getting everything in place and all your ingredients and all your tools. So you can have, you know, a successful preparation and production. So for me, it's just, you know, when things are, you know, feeling hectic or you feel worried in a sense or whatever it may be. And it also, you know, goes in hand in hand with what Cuddy has to say about just, you know, doing things to have that long-term effect. It's everything in place and then everything will be fine. Cause we'll always, we'll always be putting in that work. So as long as everything is in place, we're fine. Mm. That's awesome. Well, to my new most favorite stepbrothers, welcome officially yeah. to the halo sector. I look forward to seeing you in person. Ooh. I love what you guys are doing. Keep moving the needle. It's changing people's lives. And collectively, we are going to solve loneliness, obesity, and diabetes. And we'll bring Denzel to your successful closing of a 10,000-person event that we do at MSG. Let's so go. to see you, man. Awesome. Go Step Brothers and stay off the tracks. <laughs> Thank Damn. you, fellas. You guys rock, man.